Hello, this is Jesse Weiler for Adoramus Bulletin. In this episode, I speak with our editor, Christopher Carsons, about his experience as a parent preparing his younger children for the sacraments of confession and Holy Eucharist. It's an amazing conversation, a couple of dads talking about how to prepare their kids for the Blessed Sacrament. What a wonderful experience this was. And without further ado, another Adoramus interview. Chris, how are you doing today? Good, Jesse. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, I'm I'm hoping to glean some wisdom uh, from your personal experience here because you just had your uh, sixth and seventh child uh, receive Holy Eucharist and confession. Correct. That's right. Yeah they uh, they went to confession. So these are I have uh, eight year old twins, Julia and Lars, and they uh, they just went to confession maybe two weeks ago, perhaps it was three, and received their first communion about 10 days ago. And, you know, maybe they would have gone uh, as a little bit younger, but, you know, COVID and everything just to put a, put a wrinkle in a lot of things. So, <laughs> so they're a little bit later, but it seems the right time for, for them. So, yeah, that's a long-winded so, answer to say, yes, they both just received the first documents. <laughs> Well, when I asked them about it, they weren't so long-winded about it. So, uh, <laughs> no, I, I've sucked out all the wind out of the uh, Karstens family. I think <laughs> they talk a lot other times, though. I believe it. So, uh, my real question is: uh, you know, you're again six and seven deep into this whole process, and you have one more one more to go with little Zelly. But uh, I'm just very curious, as a parent, how do you help prepare these kids? to receive these sacraments. Now you've had some experience, you have your other kids that have gone through this already. What, what have you learned in that process? What helps and what doesn't help? That's kind of maybe my uh, more important question is what, what hinders or doesn't help these children in this process from your experience? Yeah, I, well, I think um, maybe one thing that helps I, I, I guess is that, you know, uh, my kids, your kids, they see you going to confession or uh, so, I, you know, on occasion, like when we, we have in uh, in our area, especially during Advent and Lent, we'll have, uh, you know, kind of uh, communal penance services, kind of things where priests will come in from the different uh, parishes within the deanery, you know, and, you know, the whole family would go, even when these kids can't go, we would bring them along. And so I think one thing that helps is they see their parents and their siblings going to confession. And uh, I, I suspect that helps them to to be prepared. And I suppose at mass too, uh, that they see that uh, their parents and siblings are, you know, paying attention and they're singing and making responses. And they can, you know, they know that uh, I don't know what your kids are like, Jesse, but you know. Like Zelly, for example, she always want to ask me something like, "Is mass done?" <laughs> like mm-hmm. in, in uh, you know, at a time when no, it's it's time to listen and pray, whatever she wants to ask, so that they they see that no, this is a serious thing and it's an important thing. So I suppose the one thing that helps most, I hope, is that uh, just kind of the witness, the example of parents and siblings and families going to confession and praying well at mass. So that's kind of a remote type of uh, uh, preparation, but I I wonder if in the end. It's the, the most important one. What Like, has there been something that you tried with your older kids and then you learned that was like, mm, man, I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have maybe said more or maybe said less. I think what 
what I think I've learned. Again, this would be an interesting uh, podcast 10 years from now to see, you know, see how well the faith sticks, you know, with your kids. But um, I think with the the matter of going to uh, communion is kind of um, appreciating the larger part of the mass, you know, about how to pray in the Eucharistic prayer and how to listen to the readings and know what they are. And, ra- and rather than kind of the simple mechanics of how to receive communion or uh, simply By simply, I don't mean, you know, it's a small thing, but um, not just, you know, that that Jesus is present body, blood, soul and divinity. But again, rather seeing that, you know, the reception of Jesus in the Eucharist is kind of the culmination of what you've been doing in the church building for the last 45 minutes. And so I I, I wonder if with my earlier kids, it was just maybe more uh, uh, myopic about, you know, honing in on reception, which is very important. But now, um, you know, I hope even though when these kids, Julie and Lars had their first communion, they at least had a better sense of what they were doing at mass for the last couple of years. So hopefully that pays off now that they get to receive uh, the sacraments. I'm hoping not to open a big can of worms here, but, you know, there is this discussion about a restored order, which then leads to something that, uh, you know, maybe the church would encourage the desire of reception rather than creating a process by which, mm-hmm. oh, okay, you're in second grade, you do this, you know. So as a parent and as somebody who studies and knows the liturgy well, how do you in, in a system, the system of the church, like, like I said, is they reach a certain age, then they go through this process. How do you, how do you uh, help incite desire into the quote unquote process um, so that it doesn't seem like this is a, a stage of life. Uh, I don't entirely know, Jesse, but I suppose just talking to, um, right, it's one thing to talk about amongst professionals or coworkers about, you know, the order of the sacraments and things like mm-hmm. that processes. But I suppose with the kids, it's just uh, talking about uh, why it's awesome that you get to go to confession and have your uh, your sins taken away, or how you get to go to communion and uh, receive Jesus, and in a sense, Jesus receives you, and you get uh, you get more joyful and divinized. Or to be, uh, I suppose, this is the next step for for these kids is uh, their confirmation. You know, why is it? Uh, an awesome thing to receive, uh, uh, you know, kind of a, a greater outpouring of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Um, so, you know, I, I think whatever the order um, to, to keep it from becoming a, a process or too mechanical, I think it's just talking to the kids about uh, the reality of the sacraments. Um, again, I, so bishops confirm uh, adolescents and our bishop, I don't, I don't know um, if many bishops still do this, you know, but they'll they'll kind of have a, a homily that's a little bit of a Q&A, you know, and uh, sometimes it's a little rough, you know, uh, how many sacraments are there and things like that. Uh, so I, I would I would hope uh, um that, you know, talking about the reality of the sacraments might help them to understand and appreciate it a little bit more, whatever the process might end up being. And, uh, you know, the other question that I have is that, um, you know, we're, you and I, with Adoramus and myself with the Liturgical Institute, working towards liturgical renewal. This has been an ongoing process, and it will be an ongoing process for, I think, some time to come. Uh, 
I think probably in our respective parishes, there's a lot more we think we could be doing towards that. That And how, my other question is, how are we or how do you recommend forming these children in an environment that maybe could still <laughs> be maybe a better liturgy or more, you know, where we could have more access to more grace? Yeah, I think, Jesse, um, in fact, I believe we were talking about this recently. Maybe it was on the Liturgy Guys podcast, um, you know, about to 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 help kids or adults, for that matter, to appreciate and live the truths of the faith isn't simply a matter of uh, CCD programs and catechesis and education and things like that, as important as that is. I think the better way and more fruitful way to instill in my kids and your kids and uh, and others in the parishes to to witness on a weekly basis uh, priests and ministers and a whole assembly that uh, celebrates as if this is the this is out of this world. It's it's the the most awesome thing uh, and the the greatest part of the week. And I think. Kids uh, probably catch more of that type of um, uh, inspiration and formation. I mean, just seeing how holy things are treated um, rather than uh, lessons, you know, wherever those might take place in the school or uh, CCD programs or at home or whatnot. So I think the just the witness that kids would have of a liturgy that is celebrated as if the people who were celebrating it truly believed this and uh, couldn't uh, live without it. That's probably, I think, the one thing that would would be most helpful. Uh, the other question I have is in regard to confession. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just curious from your experience here, too. Uh, I try to go every two or three weeks personally, and um, I think my wife goes maybe a little more infrequently. Um, she'll probably go monthly or something like that. How? What, what do you think the frequency is for somebody who maybe just just uh, received the Eucharist and confession for the very first time? Are they? Do you think they need to kind of adapt to maybe some of the the parenting schedules? Because obviously they're children; they're not hopefully not committing daily mortal sins or things like that. And I think, you know, the adult Christian life is, is far more uh, intense and difficult than that of a young child. So what, what would you say about frequency for a young child? Well, I would think at least for Julie and Lars and Jesse, I was thinking this very thing, um, you know, that I, I think, uh, you know, they're nervous about saying the act of contrition or something like that. Or what do I say when I first go in there? And so I, I would like to see for my kids uh, to to kind of keep the habits up. Right. So they've made their first confession and I don't want their second confession to be, you know, that so, same sort of mystery and unknowing and anxiety. And so if I can if I can establish in them uh, some some habitual confessions um, early on, I think that's good. So I don't know. I, I certainly a month and I, you know, each month. And then, but I think too, the, the father, especially in the mother, you know, as well, you know, to, uh, to take your kids to confession, which is what I, you know, what I'm planning on. We'll, we'll see how it works. But, you know, if I can take Julie and Lars and the rest of the kids and as a family, you know, we go to, to mass early or we go to a special, uh, you know, uh, uh, 
you know, celebration or something like that. And we go to, uh, to, to the, make an appointment with the pastor. I mean, that's probably the best way that, uh, that I can get these habits in them. So yeah, I, w- I would think uh, I'd like to see Julia and Lars, uh, um, going to confession uh, once a month as their consciences dictate, but you know, part of their conscience at this point is, uh, is the parents and the example of their parents. So. Yeah, I, I remember being young and, uh, you know, I mentioned this to your kids too. You know, I think the majority of what I said was, ah, I'm fighting with my sister and disobeying my mom and dad. I mean, what else was I actually doing in that time, time of life? Uh, that's pretty much, you know, the bulk of the stuff that I was doing. And then as as I got older, you know, I had an encounter with, with – um, with Christ through some really good Catholic role models for me. And I remember this guy told me he goes to confession every week. And I was just like, ah, that's ridiculous. That's like, (laughs) that's way too much. But I started to notice when I, when I go more frequently, I start to focus on what is causing me to sin before I do it. And I'm, you know, hyper aware, I'm more aware. And so I guess the balance there where I'm getting at, is I don't want my children to be over scrupulous, right? You don't like none of us should be over scrupulous, but at the same time, there should be enough where they say, okay, like this practical uh, access to the sacrament, you know what I mean? And so is that different for each kid? Is there a good, uh, you know, range to kind of think about, and this is just me being a dad overthinking all of this because I made a promise in front of the altar with my wife that we would raise our kids. We do everything we could to, to keep them into this fold. And so it's a lot of pressure, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, the grace of the sacraments, you know, the, it's not magic, but uh, it's uh, part of the, the, the graces are to, to, keep you close to God and keep you away from sin. And uh, just over the course of, of a life, but certainly of a, of a growing, a period of growing up, that's just, that's just what, uh, you know, our kids need. So. Yeah. And hopefully they never figure out that we don't know what we're doing. So that's kind of my goal. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, I hope you're right, <laughs> but they will eventually. <laughs> that's been, that's been uh, kind of my, development as a parent over the last few years. I'm one of eight kids. And so I know it's difficult for my, for my parents. And, you know, we have three children, one on the way. It's not necessarily eight children like yourself, but the more I experience as a parent and the more difficulties I come across uh, in raising my children, the more I call my mom and, and say, how did you do this? Or, or thank you for what you did for me, because I have no idea what I'm doing. And obviously you didn't know what you were doing either, but you did the best for us still. And so there's uh there's something really humbling about that to be able to connect with, with my parent, my father and my mother in that way. And so, but you're right. I mean, I think in the end we have to, we can only do so much ourselves uh, because we're our fallen nature, but we have to, even more so rely on the sacramental life to help fill in what we can't do. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Well, Chris, thank you so much for your time. And uh, I'm very much looking forward to, to seeing uh, little Zelly enter into the sacraments more fully as well. And, and uh, you'll have a, a, a nice little cohort of Saint Karsten saints coming up. So that's really great. That's what we're working on anyway. <laughs> Thanks. Right. God bless.